Cool. Welcome to the Wrestle Down. We're back at full power with Jared Palapal. That makes me Des Bruno. How you doing, folks? I'm I, well. Okay, folks. I don't know. They're not going to respond. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to. They're not hearing this live. I'm not putting this on Twitch because my my apartment has been mostly dismantled at this point. Uh, I'm moving. Dennis moved. Uh, so we're you know we're all making life changes. Making uh, moves. Making moves. Making million dollar moves. Yes. Mm. As Titus O'Neil and Darren Young's arm once said. Yes. Uh, never again. <laughs> <laughs> Titus O'Neil is a statue now. I don't know if you uh, saw that among the draft results. Uh, <laughs> I, I was laughing at the idea of that, like, you specifically, Drew Blopple, broke up the primetime players forever. <laughs> like, no, no more. Yeah, that's how I did, too. I went up to the backstage <laughs> and I said, no more. You go. You go to the left and you, you go to the right. And uh, <laughs> they haven't met since. The fascinating thing about that for WWE fans, Titus O'Neil is so young, he would stick to that. He would listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, all right, partner. Hoorah, hoorah. <laughs> He's a team player. Yeah. But not in the context of primetime players. Uh, <laughs> He's not in the hurt business. No, not anymore. Um, yeah, but it's been a wacky week of wrestling. Uh, I have not, I've only been, I mean, the G1s, uh, we're in this, the home stretch now, but it was yep. like, uh, they did four shows over seven days uh, in the last week, so I, I've been watching just that and just keeping up with stuff. Uh, but thankfully, uh, WWE put together its draft, and that's something that we don't necessarily have to see the actual shows because we can just anticipate what the future holds. Yep. Um, yeah, so uh, I, you know, I'll run down the list yeah. of people who got drafted to SmackDown, and more people will be drafted to each show on Monday, and we can you know see how this goes. We can talk about what... Uh, whether these are good moves or not. So we got for SmackDown, uh, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, uh, Jey Uso, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Big E, and Otis are all on SmackDown uh, for the time being until there's another draft or until the world ends. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it went from 2 to 11 real fast. That's how we go, baby. 2 to 11. <laughs> That's how. That's the hours that I also run the wrestle down. <laughs> you don't have to be around here for all of them, Dennis. But uh, two to eleven, nonstop. That's that's eleven water parks on top of each other. <laughs> the actual the actual wrestle down is two to eleven. The pre-show with me and you, it's one to two. That's how <laughs> the schedule works. Jesus, it's WrestleMania hours over here. <laughs> In ten hours, we're gonna get to the latest feature that I thought of. Yeah. <laughs> um, so well, let me turn up my headphones here a little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah. So do you think this is like a good roster? I'm I'm pretty happy with uh, everybody who's here. I think the, we should also note that the big news is that the the uh, new day got split up um, yeah. among the the debris out here. So yeah, I mean, debris is a great way to put it, just because there's been so much inconsistency with WWE this year because of the pandemic, and really every company except for oh, New yeah. Japan, because you can't critique what isn't happening. Yep. Um, so the draft can hopefully guide them more towards like week by week storylines that don't fall apart by random roster switches and weird alignments. So the new day breaking up, I love it. Um, I was telling you and friend of the show, Turd Tahoe, that um, I. That's his real name, by the way. Yep. Uh, look him up, uwmerch.com mm-hmm. forward slash Turd Tahoe. Yep. Um, 
that you and Ben, I told you guys, I would have loved the added edge to Kofi Mania being New Day also turning on him because they were jealous. And yeah. I, I'm glad to have been wrong because it meant more that they were with him. Mm-hmm. Um, for Kofi Mania, Biggie Mania should have followed immediately. And it's a year and a half later. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, they're definitely priming Big E to do something. And I think he's the most natural. I mean, I think I told, told you this in chat, unless like John Cena comes back for WrestleMania, like Big E's the natural guy to go up against Roman Reigns uh, yep. in this iteration of Roman Reigns, uh, given that Seth Rollins is a heel for now. That And that's why, so before SmackDown aired, I had messaged you in the group to basically say, the draft results, I think I... I don't know why I call it a really good hunch. I knew Rollins was going to move like Rollins was yeah. the biggest guy to move who wasn't AJ Styles, which we'll talk about. But yeah, um, those feel like balance changes like Rollins for AJ. But specifically for Mania, I was trying to think of who who works really well with Reigns and who would they want to put him with? Yeah, Rollins yeah. made perfect sense. I do want it to be Big E. Yeah, I think it will be. I think the I mean, obviously, Shield guys are always going to cross paths over and over again. I think like we're a ways away from there. I think what has to happen is that Roman has to just be keep on the course. If he keeps on the course that he's going, he's not going to be a heel. He's going to be like a tweener because he's just so good and believable yeah. as like an asshole. And that will probably transform him into closer to a face. Yeah. And you still have Rollins being like a quote unquote the Friday savior or whatever he wants to call himself now. Yeah. And the Friday night. Fraria. <laughs> he just he gets fat on fried food. Yeah. <laughs> His abs disappear. <laughs> dad he becomes a dad and gets a dad bod. <laughs> you know at what? the exact same time. I think that'd be the first thing in his career that would make him sympathetic besides the knee injuries. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh anyway, um to exactly to your point, Big E is the big news. Yeah. Um, Reigns needs to stay the tribal chief on SmackDown. I don't know what it is, but every time the Usos and Reigns are on SmackDown, they're way better. I it it's a through line I've noticed. Yeah, I think it's the book. Well, how often has Reigns been on SmackDown? I feel like he's been on SmackDown for a while after being on Raw for a while. I don't think he traded that much, but I think just maybe it's just like the two hour like thing. So the there's less fat to uh, less room to have fat. So like. You know, you can get Roman Reigns being amazing for a 10-minute segment, and it's, like, amazing and newsworthy instead of having him do a rambling 30-minute promo yeah. at the start of Raw just because you got three hours to fill yeah. and don't want anybody to get injured before a big show. I agree. Yeah. To add to that, I think that it's something we haven't – you and I haven't talked out, but tons of people online have commented on, is that, like, Friday is the end of the week. They don't have the crazy touring schedule from the weekend, pay-per-views, Mondays. True. So they're less burnt out, and there's more – I was thinking about this as you were talking. Like, there's more pre-production. There's yeah. more video segments. There's more of a variety show feel than Raw. Raw feels like a, a car crash every week. Yeah, yeah. Raw is just, like, it's a stew. Where you put everything in the stew, uh, everything that's in your kitchen, you just put it in. Raw Underground, whatever, Retribution, <laughs> throw it in there. Um, it's just a hockey mask floating on <laughs> You want to have, I don't know, just some random tag team matches, they can go in there too, whatever. Um, SmackDown, you got to like cut it down to two hours. And I mean, with commercials, that's about 80 minutes. Yep. So 
it's a much leaner show, and I think that showcases everybody a lot better. Yeah. Um, I I hope that Murphy ends up with Rollins eventually because this was the closest Murphy had gotten to like main storyline, main roster storyline attention. I think I think that's gonna come. It would be kind of surprising and actually very disappointing if he didn't uh, mm. come along with Rollins. Just it's weird that they first off like imported the entire Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio feud except for Murphy, and they're doing this like kind of Romeo and Juliet thing with him and Rey Mysterio's daughter. Daughter. Um, yeah. Which, fine, sure. Uh, but if it... If it, it feels does, like he. Yeah, it does feel like he, and it's also like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a good time to be uh, going in through uh, wrestlers' tweets and, or, and DMs and shit. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, it, it, I, I, as a story, just in a bubble, sure, fine, uh, do it. It's something for Murphy to do. Uh, but if they just drop it because he didn't get drafted away from raw, then that's going to be kind of disappointing, especially because like being by Rollins, being Rollins's uh, muscle is the most relevant he's been on the main roster. Exactly. Um, I think that importing the Mysterio Dominic Rollins feud, it gives them, but just like we're talking about more time to flesh out the nuances of, all right, what the hell makes you a Messiah? Yeah. Like you're all right. You're self-righteous, but is there anywhere else we can go with that aside from just continuously driving this weird wedge between the Mysterios? Hmm. Like they have more time to play with it now. Yeah. Oh, and uh, the other tag team, they got split up uh, Otis and Tucker. I was really, yeah. Cause we're about to see Tucker on the raw brand. Yeah. Um, it, it's been clear since NXT that Otis is, was going to be the guy. Yeah. It's sad that it kind of happens this way because, like, I kind of, first off, as a goofy character, I feel like Otis needs a straight man, and Tucker yeah. was very good at that. Uh, so yeah. now, and Tucker is kind of bland without Otis. He's just, like, a very, he's a good big man. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't seen much character-wise that they can latch on to and write for him. So it's like, yeah, what is going to happen to him uh, on Raw? I've been hoping that it, so for his long-term body health, here's what I hope happens for Tucker is, or Tucky, whatever you want to call him. Um, Do you remember the tag team elimination chamber match? Yeah. So his big moment in that match before Otis ran through a pod and everyone remembers that spot is he dove off the top of a pod onto five people and made it look fucking good. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. He can go. He's a very good big man. What I'm hoping for is that he ends up in like a Bronson Reed or like Eric Rowan type of spot where he works with steady hands and he is a steady hand. So he, he he's enhancement, but he's in the upper mid card, like mid card. Yeah. 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 I can see that. Um, actually misspoke. He hasn't actually been drafted to raw yet. So there's still hope. Uh, but the fact that Otis got uh, drafted separately is probably not a great sign. Yeah. Especially when he's a money, the bank holder. Yeah, and yeah, so I yeah, it would be helpful if there was like a straight man manager that could just latch on to Otis, or even just have like Robert Stone pop up with Chelsea Green. And yeah. now that Mandy is on um, Raw, which was a smart move, like Otis and Mandy so. have gone as far as it could. Yeah. Um, then yeah, just have a manager come up, and even if it's just two wacky characters like Stone and Otis, like Otis can eat him. It does. It's very simple. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. So let's go through Raw and see what they got. Uh, they got uh, an extra pick 
Yeah, they got an extra pick for every two because they're a two-hour show or a three-hour show versus two hours. Yeah. Uh, we got Drew McIntyre, Asuka, The Hurt Business, AJ Styles, Naomi, Shanna Baszler, Nia Jax, Ricochet, Mandy Rose, The Miz, John Morrison, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, Dana Brooke, and Angel Garza. I think it's it's very hopeful to me that Dana Brooke and uh, Shane, well, Shane is a champion, but Dana Brooke and Bianca Belair being drafted, even though they haven't been used all that much, uh, is hopeful for me because yeah. it shows that somebody cares, especially because they got drafted on the first show. Yep. Uh, I, I, I 100% agree. And with Bianca specifically, it's this weird habit that they have in their booking where they almost make roster members who debut on a main brand wait six to seven months mandatory, and then they use them. Yeah. It, that's exactly Bianca. She, there's nothing to talk about on her main roster debut. She, like, messed with Zelina Vega a little bit. They tried mm-hmm. to get a storyline going on Twitch, which was really fun to try yeah. to get that going. And it didn't go anywhere because the powers that be don't fucking watch Twitch. Yeah. yeah. I think um, I think part of it is probably that they just – it's, like, it's a very big boat to steer. Yeah. So, like, you've got – everyone knows – you know, your Seth Rollinses and uh, your Sasha Bankses and whatever, who like you're using every week and then putting someone new in there takes time to figure out and figure out what they can do and uh, the nuances of that character. So it takes forever between debut and like being a regular part of the show, which is yeah. unfortunate because someone's heat can go away, you know, like that. Instantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think uh, I think these changes are pretty good. It's funny that AJ Styles is back on Raw. He's got to be one of the most traded person people of any yeah. uh, just wherever Paul Heyman goes, I guess he has to be the opposite place. Well, the reason why is that Paul Heyman tips the earth's axis. So he just slides to whichever show on the flat earth. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing that he can have that much, uh, that much gravity without Brock Lesnar next to him. Uh, yep. No matter how big Roman Reigns is, <laughs> he's not quite the muscle mass. No. Uh, yeah. Makes sense that they kept, uh, you know, the champions on there, of course. Yeah, uh, and I'm interested to see if like the the New Day members who went to Raw stick together, or if they're just like going to have a clean break and just go off on their own. I've I've so, wanted a, a Xavier Woods uh, singles run for a long time. Yep, so is he. And basically, he I think this came up on Breaking Ground or up up down down. I forget exactly where, but Xavier basically said Road Dog or Triple H. I think it was Triple H walked up to him backstage in NXT, and he was like. You should be main eventing um, st- like arenas around the country on the dark show circuit as world champion, but you're five inches too short. Ah, uh, yeah. And they stick to that. They really fucking do because for Xavier's entire WWE career, he's been jacked to the fucking gills. His arms mm-hmm. are huge. Yeah. His chest is always in great shape. Like every single part of his body is as in shape as it possibly could be because he doesn't have to wrestle every night. Right. But also he's wise about his nutrition and workouts and he's me- like, magma level charismatic so if they're i i hope that he gets into like a u.s title feud versus like a 24 7 title feud but i have total faith he'll kill whatever he's given yeah i think like just given what wwe tends to do i think a mid-card thing is like his his ceiling unfortunately um you know another company would be another story but you know i'd be happy to see that too because he can he can work and i since he's been injured for a little while, it's like been a while since we've been able to really see that. Um, yeah. A lot of these changes, not, I think, yeah, you're right. Rollins and AJ are the biggest changes happening. Uh, and they yep. took Rollins' entire feud to SmackDown. So we'll see how that goes. But otherwise it's like not a massively different 
change in rosters, which I think makes some sense just because like the pandemic has kind of made everything be in stasis for, you know, most of the year. So maybe you haven't seen everything that everybody can do. Uh, And also I think Ms. John Morrison being on Raw is a good move. Yeah. Just because they can, there are only so many tag teams. You can probably just plug them into another feud with whoever's on the show at the end of this draft. And an underrated comedy or yeah, com- an underrated comedy and performing skill is improv and people who are good at it. And Miz and Morrison are the best improvisers in the WWE. They absolutely do well on live television for longer than anybody else. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, we'll see how the draft turns out on Monday with the rest of them. Uh, a partial list of, well, I guess the, is according to cage uh, side seats, the list of wrestlers eligible to be drafted that haven't yep. uh, yet. Murphy, Shorty G, oh boy, uh, Lucha House Party, Tucker, Humberto Carrillo, uh, Drew Gulak, Elias, and Mickey James. It seems yeah. small for Raw to fill out like three hours, so we'll see whoever else uh, might be eligible at the time. So, and and that is the that is the list as it's printed. And I, I always get mad as a fan who takes it too seriously that any faction didn't get taken as an individual thing, like. You really needed Dana Brooke. You couldn't take the Lucha House Party. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, like, why would you not take three wrestlers in one pick? And why does Raw get three and one when they already get three? It's anyway. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing that stuck out to me is like this is the biggest main roster moment of Dana Brooke's career, and it has nothing to do with her wrestling, and that says <laughs> everything about Dana Brooke. I know it's too bad. I hope that the, she's been showing so much improvement, and they like do showcase her every now and then for like a second at a time. So. Yep. Hopefully, it's just because she's young and they can, you know, use her later. Um, also weird that Retribution wasn't mentioned at all after Ali is now their leader. That felt super fucking weird. That's true, too. Though it's... Aren't they still... Are they still quarantining? I, I, I've i lost track of time, thanks to the G1 and the... Uh, whatever. Was it announced that they had to quarantine after Monday? Uh, that was, I think it was maybe two weeks ago. So maybe they were back on Monday. I don't remember. I don't remember what's going on because I've only been watching the G1. Okay. Yeah. So Mustafa Ali debuted as, came out as their leader. I heard that, yes. They were all in person when they interacted with him. So that's that's what I'm saying is that Retribution now has a new charismatic main roster member leader. Yeah. And he tweeted to hi Kofi after SmackDown. Mm -hmm. So it seems like they're going to come after Kofi, which also implies they're not going off of Raw. Yeah. I think, yeah, maybe that's why. Maybe it's because the drafts only happened on SmackDown so far. Yeah, they'll do something on Raw, and maybe maybe they weren't eligible. Maybe that was in their contracts that they could only destroy Raw. Uh, <laughs> their their, their grievance is Raw specific. What if their social media hand, handles get drafted to SmackDown, but they stay on Raw? I'd be for it. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> SmackDown's got some good social media people like Bailey and uh, Sasha and whoever else. Yep. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that is the raw draft, uh, the WWE draft. We'll see. I think this can, this is, it doesn't make any major changes, but I think it's, you know, they'll freshen up the, the undercards of the show a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. So were you, you asked if I wanted to talk about stardom on the show. Did you watch any of it? I, I have not. I, like you said, I had to move this week and had other stuff come online. I saw, I, I follow Julia and all the major stars of stars uh, of well, stars of this faction, but Stardom, 
yeah. on Instagram and Twitter. So I don't I don't read the results because it's Japanese, but I see the pictures, so I only have some idea of what's happening. Okay, uh, there is a We Are Stardom Twitter that has they post too many results, in my opinion. Uh, I have uh, I've been spoiled by them more than one time, but uh, they just had a fucking massive show um, October third in Yokohama. It's a a big, big like arena show. It might be the biggest show I've seen in like since COVID hit, um, at least in terms of the size nice. of the building. Yeah, uh, they darkened the whole thing so you can't tell how many people are there, and I'm sure it was like a third capacity, but. Excuse me. In terms of production value, uh, blows away anything that Stardom's done to date out of the water. I think uh, it looks like it looks like a, a much bigger league situation, and it was a stacked card, which I was very happy to see. Uh, yeah. I think all except for the six, uh, except for the trios championships, every championship was put on the line. Uh, let me get the results up here. Yeah, uh, we got another. Uh, do another in the series of uh, probably the final uh, Tam Nakano versus Julia, uh, tag or uh, not tag to uh, Wonder of Stardom titles title matches, which is yep. uh, always yep. a good show. Uh, why do you want to talk about Julia specifically? Because yep. you brought her up when we were talking. Because I think she's the breakout star. Since- yeah, because um, she's all over the, the We Are Stodom, Stardom social media, and she gets served to me the most in Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So the internet seems to think, um, if these, and these aren't fan accounts. These are just like other wrestlers, Julia herself and the company, that she's the star. Yeah. And you're you're way more passionate about Joshi than most people I know, and Mayu is the star. So I'm curious what you think is, if this is like the beginning of a change of the guard, or if Julia is, if she's there now. I don't think she's there now. I think she's still kind of green. She's only been wrestling for two years. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, and she's their second highest champion right now. But she's also got charisma for days, and uh, yeah, and a great look. You know, she is very good in the ring. There are just times where it's like, oh, uh, that's an ambitious spot that's taking you too long to set up. Yeah. Uh, you know, that kind of like little transitional things that could get smoothed over over time. Uh, but she definitely is being positioned as one of their top wrestlers. She's I mean, the leader of a faction that they are like 2015 Roman Reigns is laser focused on like making strong. Uh, yep. DDM is always uh, in contention or hold. They're holding two. T- Julia herself is holding two titles right now. The yep. six, uh, six woman title and the uh, Wonder Stardom Championship. So yep. they're very and uh, the other other DDM members just competed for the uh, tag titles at that same show. Micah and Himeka uh, having a great match with uh, Utami and Talsaya. Just uh, what a, it was the Oklahoma show. High recommendation if you have the time. It's like it's a longish by stardom standards, but I mean, they had two debuts of wrestlers that were in TJPW uh, and have transferred over uh, in uh, formerly uh, Natsuki Maki, who's now going as uh, Natsupoi, who just joined DDM. She's. Yep. Tremendous, very acrobatic wrestler. I've been a big fan of hers for a little while, so I'm happy to see her in stardom where I don't have to log into yep. its separate account uh, to see uh, her wrestle. And also, um, oh, what was her name? Um, Great. Mina. She, oh, fucking. 
Vinashi Damn it. I can't remember. Uh, hold on. I will look it up because I, I know You're her by sight. Great. But there are lots of there are lots of uh, syllables, and I did not sleep too well last night because um, my cat was anxious about something, and my girlfriend spread out like a starfish. <laughs> See, do, 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 do. I think that you just solved why Keaton was anxious. <laughs> that part, actually that was she like he hates starfish. Yes, that's true. And it's for a soft because they're hard and not soft, unlike him. And also, Harold just like folded her knees up into kind of a fetal position in like the position, like, and her knees went where he was. So she kind of pushed him out from from next to me. Uh, Mina Shirakawa, there we go. I couldn't remember if it was an R or yeah. an N. Uh, okay. But yeah, she's uh, now she will be teaming with Tam Nakano in their uh, tag uh, round robin tournament that is starting up. Uh, just as the G1 finishes, because I'm never done with tournaments anymore. That is how the year has been. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So uh, let's see. So like those were the two big debuts uh, coming in there. The high speed championship between Azumi and Starlight Kid. Uh, let's see, goddesses I talked about, and the uh, World of Stardom Championship held by Mayu was uh, defended against Sayuri. Uh, I, I just barely finished watching it before uh, I had to get off to start the show. And I'm glad I did not uh, stop right after the three count because I would have missed Mayu tripping over the, the trophy that they gave her for a successful title defense. Uh. Uh, <laughs> delightful. It didn't break the trophy. Maybe they extra you know guard them like, now that she's champion. Yep. Yeah. It was, a, it was a tremendous show. They... Like I said, production values through the roof. Better miking situation and the ring than they normally would have. Uh, like to the point where, at some like early on, you could hear Julia's like the leather in her pants squeaking. Uh, is how how high and like a water bottle like creaking is how like <laughs> <laughs> how high the mics uh, came off. Oh, and I also almost forgot to the the major news. Uh, they had the Oedo Tai versus uh, Tokyo Cyber Squad match to disband the loser of that tag match. Yep. Uh, and to, I mean, they didn't even pretend that Tokyo cyber squad was going to stay together yeah. after it. Um, the perils of releasing the card for the next show before the show has already happened. Uh, it, they'd already kind of showed their hand that yeah. all the TCS members would be scattered to the wind. So we will see how that goes. Um, but it was jungle Kiona yeah. and Konami. Um, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think it's for the best. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm eager to hear like who it was and how they did, but um, I think it's in the best taste possible to either do one of two things, never break it up or break it up as soon as they could. Yeah. Um, yeah. It seems like, uh, especially, uh, I mean, for those who don't know, there was the um, faction founded by Hanakamura who uh, died uh, by suicide earlier this year. I think her mother kind of put some of the blame on like stardom management for not intervening with her a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't, it's, it's murky. Uh, it's, it's definitely more with the reality show she was on, but there is some 
just kind of throwing blame all over. And it's probably warranted on some level. Uh, yep. But so they broke up that faction. Uh, it was Jungle Kiona and Konami versus Natsuko Tora and uh, Saki Kashima, like in name. Though so it was a no DQ match. So both factions were full on. You know, B Priestley would be out there setting up a table. They started the match with, uh, Oedo Tai started the match with a stack of chairs set up in their corner to throw somebody into. Uh, I, at one point, Jungle Kiona uh, pile drove uh, Natsuko Tora through a table and she landed in such a way that I reacted and my girlfriend thought something had happened to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was it was a pretty gnarly, hardcore match. Uh, it's unfortunate. And God bless her. Uh, Jungle Kiona, she is a great crier at the drop of a hat. Uh, this is the second time we've seen her uh, lead a faction to disbandment. And it was a very emotional promo she cut. Uh, the version they have on the website uh, currently doesn't have subtitles, but you can feel it. It's it's yeah, it's very emotional. It's it's sad to watch. Yeah. And now she's got like a bunch of injuries that she's gonna nurse, so it's she's gonna be out for a while, which is probably for the best. While everyone yeah. else is kind of settled into different factions, whoever will yep. take them. It makes sense. It. Yeah. It's a, as a wrestling fan, what's easier for me to, to do to process when something emotional happens, like when Hana passed, was to wonder in wrestling terms what happened ne- what happens next in yeah. TCS's future has always been something, at least for me as a fan, I've been curious to know how it was going to resolve itself, and I think this is uh, 100% for the best. Yeah, I think it's inevitable. I mean, uh... The introduction of DDM kind of meant that they had five factions, and I know they. I think they still want to sign more wrestlers full time. Uh, I think they've said the goal is thirty, and they're at like twenty four or something like that right now. Um, yeah. But so they could yeah. still have more factions, but it seems like one that is was founded by someone who can't be there anymore is a little weird. They could probably find something with a little bit more of its own. Uh, character some personality so I agree. yeah it's sad but uh you know they had a great run a very memorable run and yep. we'll see what is next with that um yeah so do you want to talk about the oh yeah and i like i mentioned tag tur- another tag thing coming up uh i'm much more likely to watch a tag um round robin for stardom than for new japan so i'm looking forward to that and we will cover that here at the WrestleDown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you want to talk G1? I talked about it with Alicia Siegel. I don't have any fresh takes ever since uh, Wednesday when we recorded that one. Got but, it. Uh, yeah. Anything you want to bring up about the G1, I will gladly uh, chat it up with you. Yeah. Um, first first ever time I bought merchandise for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Guess which wrestler based on the G1? Taichi? Jay White. Okay. Yeah. I, I love Jay. I switch it. Yeah, I love yep. what what'd you get? Uh, I got it. Um I got two shirts. Uh one is specifically him, the other one's Bullet Club. Nice. Um yeah. but his is the King Switch fucking murder death skull with the two knives. Okay, yeah. Um I got it off Pro Wrestling Tees and you can make it a V neck for a little bit more, so I did that. So I'm gonna have a V neck King Switch t shirt that I cannot think could possibly make me more obnoxious as a Jay White fan. <laughs> Living in his spirit, man. Just a Oh. Uh, one of our connections is breaking up. Yeah. A bit. 
Um, so that, and there's a, a bullet club, black, black matters. So, oh, neat. Yeah. We're a little bit off. Hello. Yep. Uh, yep. I'm, I cool. hear you now. Okay. Um, yeah, the other one, cool. The other t-shirt I got was a bullet club, black lives matter shirt that all the proceeds go to black lives matter. So I oh, got it. That's neat. Yeah, absolutely. I got a, like, I have too many wrestling shirts now. And as I'm moving, I'm like, Oh yes, I need to cut down on things in general. Uh, yep. so I will not be buying shirts, but I have like, I mean, I don't think this has been as a particularly standout year for Jay White, but mm. only in the sense that I think he's been excellent the past, like two or three of them. Yep. So the bar is really high and he's at that bar. I I've been loving his work as always. It's like, it's the guys like Tai Chi and Yoshihashi that are blowing me away just because they are putting in like the work of their lives this year. That, that's what I have noted. Um, this is the Taichi coming out party year, and I think the biggest um, mortar shell to signal that was beating Minoru Suzuki Lane. Yeah, I wondered about that on the previous episode. I think that might be the passing of the torch for uh, Suzuki-gun. If they... I mean, I think they can just be together forever with Suzuki as, like, a figurehead. But, yeah. um, like, him... He might be the biggest threat of that group going forward. Yeah. And I, I think that the, I, the only reason I'm convinced they'll change names is that if the rumor is true about Suzuki moving to Noah, they're probably not going to want to advertise a wrestler for another company. Oh yeah. I didn't hear that rumor, but uh, if it is true, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. So Taichi's doing amazing. Zack Sabre had kind of a wishy-washy start of things, but his wins are more dynamic than anybody else's, so he's just a ton of fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, did you see his match with Yano? Uh, not yet. <sighs> you gotta. It's, yep. it's a, obviously, it's a classic, um, but it, it's the, I think it's the longest Yano match of the tournament so far, and it is packed to the gills with bits and, and humor and wrestling. Uh, they make if they had a stage show, I would buy four tickets, uh, just two for me and my girlfriend, and two for chairs that they could use as props against each other. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> that's they they put on one of my favorite matches of the tournament just because it's so it was so unique and and funny. I thought that you were gonna say four chairs, one for you, one for Alyssa, and then two for Keaton, so that he get an option. Well, you know, I mean, he could he could sit on my lap. Uh, that's a very good option. Yeah. He's a, he likes that a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's funny. You mentioned the longest match that Yano's had. Uh, Jared, tell, tell me and the good people, what does the G and G one stand for? Uh, J. Go to. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yano has also had the shortest <laughs> match in G one. Listen, <laughs> it's not going to stand for Goto when that guy's been at like four to six points maximum. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's year. not going to win. It's just no. I. The only time he busts out that special pinning combo is to beat Yano, and it's fucking great. Yeah, he won eighteen seconds on a. Yeah. you know, but by all accounts, jacked up shoulder. A lot of jacked up shoulders going around uh, these G ones today. It's probably because everyone takes like thirty German suplexes a night. I'm just happy it's not Yoshi walking around bandaged all the time. It's <laughs> like instead we just get to appreciate that he's winning sometimes. He's won once, <laughs> Yoshihashi. Yeah. <laughs> he peaked early. He, sometimes. He, he only ever, <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's some time singular. <laughs> he is roughly at his average for the G1, and he peaked early <laughs> in terms of wins. In terms of performance, he's, he's doing great stuff. I want him as like a tag champion or something. 
uh, after this. But I want I want the description of this episode of the Wrestle Down to be Yoshihashi. He wins sometime. <laughs> uh, asking you shall receive. Uh, if I remember, yes, <laughs> I got to save this thing, edit it, upload it, and then pack up my computer and put it in the new lap, the new apartment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, you should, funny. You should say that about Yoshihashi walking around bandaged. Uh, I always five out of five times think that his entrance gear includes a neck brace. Cause he wears this long green jacket, this like yep. forest green colored jacket. And then, like, a neon yellow, like, collar around it. And every time he comes out, because of the lighting, it looks like a neck brace. And he's got a cane, so I'm like, oh, he's he's fucked up. (laughs) He's got a walking stick. But then it turns out it's just his his wizard scepter. And uh, maybe he's wearing his jacket inside out, and no one's told him yet. Uh, (laughs) So... This is why I love Yoshihashi, if for no other reason, because of how much you love him. And it's because as much as you love him, and you're probably, you're the only person I know who's a confessed Yoshihashi fan in all of wrestling. (laughs) I know a lot of wrestling fans. (laughs) And not only does that ring true to like what your taste is, you don't remember that his name is Headhunter. It's a headhunting staff. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's how shitty he is. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't convey his character well, at least by, like, the moniker. Uh, yeah, if you so- take his character as a guy who uh, maybe woke up in in a dream where he maybe didn't train to be a wrestler, but now has to wrestle the most grueling tournaments uh, of the year. Uh, <laughs> it's Groundhog Day for him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And, like, the thing is, we talked about this the last wrestle down. He didn't even remember to use his staff until this year. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's been 10 years. <laughs> it has been. You know what? Better late than never. That's what they say. They being me. <laughs> <laughs> to beat evil? Yeah. <laughs> it took 10 years to beat the side quest. <laughs> you haven't you haven't seen my Breath of the Wild save file yet. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I have not touched One the DLC. Cleared, baby. <laughs> I haven't touched the DLC uh, more than once. Yeah, right. I bought um Sarah her copy Friday to basically celebrate moving out, so she has it now. Nice, yeah. I, I hope she enjoys it because it is a fun game. I should drop into it, but I kind of want to beat Luigi's Mansion, you know, it being October and everything, that being a ghost hunting game. That'll be my next thing. Yeah, it's but, very spooky. It's very fun. Yeah. Um, so another note you had on here, uh, <laughs> the fuck happened to Kenta, which is definitely worth talking about. He is at uh, four points right now. Uh, just for context, just based on name value and of him being a yep. former contender to Naito's double championship, uh, my picks had him at 14 points at the end of the, the tournament, and he has fucked that up royally. Yeah. I think that NJPW, I think, and it's Gato again, and hi, Gato, I love you. At this point, <laughs> I should just send you money directly, but... Um, <laughs> I think that they made a very strategic choice with specific people to keep them at incredibly specific levels. And I think that with NJPW US, they really just want to make it so that Kenta versus eventually Moxley or whoever 
the other person is, is the focus. Yeah. So he's losing to everyone who has nothing to do with that. Right. Yeah. That's, that's fair. I think, yeah, someone, uh, I was talking to, it was probably Alicia again, uh, point out that he was, he's probably the biggest name on the U S show that they've been doing. Yeah. So it makes sense to kind of, you know, feature him, show that he's a badass, but also not put him in contention for like another title when he's carrying around a U.S. title briefcase that, uh, who knows, it's, it's expiration date is, is question mark, question mark, and the time that he will actually be able to cash in, equally vague. Yep. It's, maybe, so, should, maybe that should just be the title from now on. The, the briefcase is the title? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it might as well be because no one could have predicted how any of this year went, and that, no. and you could say that about anything. But yeah. Moxley being AEW champion starting in February when Kenta was going to be, or actually it was supposed to be Zack Sabre, I think. I don't remember if he actually got the chance to fight Moxley now. Yeah. But if Kenta was always going to be the heir apparent for the U.S., which made sense given he spent time in NXT and the main roster, then, yeah, it's just how do you do that in a pandemic? Yeah, I mean that that title specifically has been fucked over by a lot of natural disasters. Literally, um, yeah. So yeah. it's uh, it's never had much momentum or prestige, uh, and it's not really the fault of the guys who have held it, who have been not at all mostly great guys. It it uh, can't be because yeah. they John Moxley lost it for not being able to fly through a typhoon, which yeah. in kayfabe he would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he definitely would have if he could have. So, yeah. And I'm guessing and like, because it's him again holding it, they don't want to strip him of the title again for reasons that are not like under his control. Unless yeah. he has the cure for COVID, so, uh, in which case he should speak up. That's what Taz meant by sloppy shop, is <laughs> that AEW already has the cure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, which, if they did have it, oh, did we time up? No, oh, no, we lost um, connection a little bit here. Um, oh, yeah. Can't wait for my new apartment with better internet. Godspeed. Yeah. It's all set up now. It looks nice. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You also had on our little. Uh, uh, thing here no aces poor tana yeah tana's three and four um which that i'm not going to get into the wins and losses just he's not doing well yeah i mean i think he's he's definitely like this is his transition year into new japan dad like permanently i think um yeah he's just gonna be like a guy who you know he puts over younger talent and that's fine he had he had his like miracle win of the G one like two years ago, so I he, it, it makes sense that he's not doing great, but he's also not doing terribly. I mean, he's got six points. Uh, if Naito wasn't in the like a very defined lead, uh, he'd still be in the running. So it's not the worst. He's not Yoshihashi or Kenta, uh, <laughs> yeah. but he's certainly not evil or Naito right now. What's really, 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 really fun to me as far as your commentary on, on Tana, which is 100% true. Tell, can you guess what the match length was with him, with him and Yoshi? Okay, off the top of my head, him and Yoshihashi, 
20 minutes. Yeah. Why? <laughs> it's Yoshi. Well, okay, but Yoshihashi is not a guy who like generally loses. He the, the his defining quality is that he has a lot of heart. It's not that like it's not that he's an easy guy to beat, which is kind of how they're treating Kenta as well. Yeah. Uh, it's not that he's like you show up and then you beat him in like two moves. You right. gotta fight for it, but yeah. you're probably gonna win. It was funny because um during what match was it? I think Kenta versus Sonata. Uh, Kevin Kelly had a call that was like, you've got to be at your best to beat Kenta. And I was like, a lot of people in a row being their best, Kevin Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad. This tournament brings out the best in everybody. Uh, yep. Or he would be stomping around on everybody. Oh, my God. I mean, hey, the, that's and honestly, that is part of the appeal of the G1. Everyone wrestles like they're in the main event. It's yeah. it's very good. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... It's interesting that they, I mean, we could talk about uh, before um, we had also want to talk a little bit about the storylines that are, you know, being told here. And I think the overall one is that both blocks are very much up in the air and we're, you know, getting down into the stretch where pretty much everybody, a lot of people are at like six to eight points, basically. Yeah. Um. Yeah, without without getting into the, the weeds of anything, um, the the new Japan everybody, again, Gato is just so deliberate with this. Everybody who's supposed to be booked at their level in the company is by the end of the record, and in, in terms of like end of day current. Yeah. Um. So the people you expect to be like logical finalists are there's a few surprises in the middle, and Yujiro uh, can't win. Yeah. So <laughs> everyone I, is where they should be. I feel like he's gonna get a win on the last day. Uh, a meaningless win just to be yeah. like, hey, he got two points. Or <laughs> imagine if his only points were a 30-minute draw. <laughs> just like the Young Lions. Against Yoshihashi somehow. Yeah, the Young Lions like go to a you know 15-minute draw, and then right afterwards, 30 minutes, and that's 45 minutes out of a two-hour show, just those two matches. <laughs> I think they already fought, but I, what I wouldn't give for it to be Yujiro and Jeff Cobb, and it's just thirty minutes of rolling schoolboys. Um, they might have fought if it was like today, but uh, yeah. or yesterday, but yeah, uh, <laughs> that would be very funny. Just uh, because, like, <laughs> he already fought Suzuki, he already fought Okada, like he fought the people that, like, status-wise, it seems like you already knew who was going to win. So now yeah. it's just fun. Yeah, exactly. Um. In my picks, I had him losing to Cobb as his only, or no, him beating Cobb as yeah. his only two points. Uh, and that can still be true, I think. I have not seen the results. Yeah, I, yep, I, I still have to catch up on. I, I have no, I know nothing about uh, basically today's, last night's, because this is being recorded on the Sunday the 11th. But um, yeah, I don't know about the 10th. And I was starting to catch up on the one before the 10th, which had Okada versus Shingo in the main event. And I haven't seen that yet, but I'm excited to. Same. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, It's been a fun G1. It hasn't been my favorite. I think uh, I'm kind of spoiled because I just watched so many tournaments in August. Uh, but overall, yep. it's been a good time. Um, and I'm interested to see where this leads us, you know, going into Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, as far as G1s go, just this is my very limited experience as a New Japan fan. I'm with you. I think that a lot of it has to do with quarantine, but just enthusiasm right. in general is just kind of 
it, it's different. It's impacted, but it's still good. Um, I would say last year's was more exciting because it felt for me because it felt like yeah. a Kota Ibushi coming out party. Same, yeah. Um, the year before, were, yeah, the year before was Tana's miracle win, which felt rote. It felt like Kenny Omega's not going to sign, so they're going to have Tana win. Right. Um, and then the year before was Naito's returns, and that honestly was the most exciting of the last four years because it felt like this was going to be Naito's moment to get back on top. Yep, same. I think part of the problem is that um, Naito, as double champion, doesn't have a clear arc. Like, we've seen... Uh, I, I'm going to be like a broken record here because I talked about this on the last episode, but um, we've seen, like, his hero's journey from, like, not being accepted by the fans to winning them back and then getting his, you know, his moment in the sun, like tenfold as a double champion, winning the second day of the biggest wrestle kingdom of all time. Uh, but now not only is he like just there, uh, he's also yeah. like the fact that he has two titles is kind of a bottleneck because it's not clear yeah. how someone's going to get one title off of him without the other. Yeah. So Sonata beat him. I mean, I, I'm hoping that like the rationale at the end of the tournament is like Sonata won. You get a IC title shot, but your G1 record is dog shit. So you don't get a world title shot, but we'll have you for the IC title. See if you can beat Naito for that. And then we can separate the belts again and have an extra main event level story going on. There you go. Yeah. It, there are ways they can do it. And because it's Tetsuya Naito, there's no boring way to do it. And Gato's Gato's creativity as a booker abounds. I I didn't see evil coming and I love that evil came out this year. Um, even though he's more of like a mini boss. Yeah. So to, to deconstruct the reign of Naito is going to be fun. Mm. And to your point, there's no arc, but, New Japan is very specific with callbacks. So we still don't understand as a, as an audience from Naito's mouth, because that's the only way they really write storylines, is what does being the Shuyaku of NGPW really mean? Yeah. You said you wanted to be the top star in 2017. You promised you would be. You missed. Two years later, you are. Yeah. What Define that for us. Show us through your wrestling what makes you the Shuyaku of NGPW. I think that's next, and then yeah. I, I want to see how. Yep. So far, it means having the longest matches of the G1 and oh taking boy. up the most of my time uh, yep. <laughs> for better and worse sometimes. And uh, did you get to his match with Sonata? Yes. Yeah. I watched that one. Holy shit. The lovable loser Sonata uh, storyline of just, <laughs> I suck at everything except my boss and now I can't lose. <laughs> yeah. He, um, I talked about the least this with Alicia. He was very down on that match. I was up on the, like the second half, but it's one of those things where I'm like, all of these Naito matches, you can cut like five minutes and have the same story and the same emotional beats. Uh, yep. Is he, it just seems like the story is that he's taking his, his time and like his, I guess his game plan is to wear everyone out with like cardio basically, uh, which is. And skull end. Oh, I meant, I meant Naito. Sonata's, oh. Sonata's deal is, Fucking! I think he's just trying to find his way in a post-evil world. I think he's going through a bad breakup. Is his deal? Effectively. Yeah. 
that's fair. And also, like, I just had a fun idea of, like, what if the subtext to Sonata and Yoshihashi, because they all, they, the three of them with Naito had the same tryout for NJPW when they were trying to become Young Lions. Yeah. What if in the tryout, Sonata and Yoshihashi's soul switched and they've been trying to go back ever since? <laughs> it makes sense. It makes as much sense as Yoshihashi's uh, gimmick. And what I mean by that is that, like, Yoshihashi's constantly trying to win but can't, and Sonata is so talented and doesn't win. (laughs) (laughs) It's fair. I think that's... So, like, their souls are screaming against their skin. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe that's what happened uh, in their match. Yoshihashi won, and it broke the curse. I hope. Just for Yoshihashi's sake. Yeah. I mean, Sonata losing to Yano obviously makes sense because Yano is going to outsmart him every time. But uh, Yoshihashi, uh, that must have been a wake-up call to get him into you know, ring shape for Naito the next night or the next uh, B-Block show. Oh, man. Yeah. It's been a good uh, bunch of weeks. Um, I think we should wrap it up here because uh, okay. we're probably going to have... I mean, let's see. If we're, if we're recording next on the 18th, uh, we're probably not going to be able to comment on the G1 finals. Maybe we should do. Maybe we should do it the next night, so we have time to do the G, watch the G1 finals. So the nineteenth. Yeah. Yeah. And talk about it then, because I think that'll work better than. Certainly, it will be less stressful than waking up whenever we wake up and trying to squeeze in a two or three hour show before one p.m. Agreed. Yeah. So let's like hold off on an extra day. Talk about the G1 finals. We'll see whatever else happens this week. Uh, hopefully, things are still good and nobody dies. Uh, is there anything you want to add for the end of the show? <laughs> I don't know if I can top that. <laughs> hopefully, no one dies. Um, okay, here's as, an angle a, as a wrestling fan, it's all I hope for. <laughs> I know. I, I feel the same. Um, but yeah, um, here's something I hope never dies. Our truth is 24 7 champion. Yeah. It is. It makes me happy because it's the 24-7, 48, yep. 7, 7-11, I-95 South, <laughs> European television channel. <laughs> <laughs> only only our, like, half of the country can really get that I-95 South uh, pride. Uh. And you know what? Wrestling, WWE wrestling is going to be the furthest company away from always inclusive. So mm-hmm. I'm taking it. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, what I what I would want to um, what I would want to plug is always uh, is just Thursday the eighth. Um, Quarantine Action Wrestling Twitch TV. Oh shit, we're on two MB Studios now. We moved. <laughs> Everyone moved. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's moving. Everyone's rearranging. We're we're in season six of Game of Thrones here, people. Uh, All okay. the chess we're, pieces are moving into their their needed places. The wrestle down, I promise you, will end at six. We will <laughs> never have a seven. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, twitch.tv forward slash 2MB um, studios, because I can't finish typing anything. Um, Thursdays at eight. And what I want to plug specifically to wrestling is um, look at all the R Truth 24 7 um, title skits of the last three weeks. So from the 11th backwards. Akira Tozawa tried to hide in the ocean and sneak up on him. <laughs> I'm glad that he's still, I feel like at this point, it's not even a WWE thing. It's just him specific. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, 
and I will plug just getting to start a man up to now. It's felt like, you know, getting into the ground floor of something nice. And now that Yokohama show was like an arrival in a way. So I can't wait to see what their future is like. And I need more people to talk to about uh, stardom and Joshi stuff. Um, and this has been the, thank you for listening up to the rest of down. I had a new sign off line and I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I probably thought of it at like five in the morning when I couldn't sleep. Hopefully nobody dies. <laughs> <laughs> as much as we love Lance Archer. <laughs> everybody, everybody dies. Everybody dies. But we hope that nobody dies. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Yoshigashi wins sometime. Yeah. <laughs>